Proverbs 13, 21. Proverbs 13, 21, 22, and then Proverbs 6, 30 through 31, and John 10, 10. Hallelujah. God's going to touch somebody today, give us strength and hope, and His Word is always full of healing, life, and strength. Amen. Authority. Evil pursueth sinners. That's pretty, uh, pretty clear. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Everyone say, repaid. I like that. Anybody ever paid overages and got a check in the mail? That's called getting repaid. The Lord said the righteous are going to be repaid. Good shall be repaid. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I'm ready. Turn to somebody and say, I'm ready. I want mine. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying, hey... If the Lord says it's laid up for those that are doing right, then I know that somehow, some way, God's going to funnel that to his people. Proverbs 6, 30, 31. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. So the righteous are going to receive good as a repayment. And it says here that if a thief is found, he will have to restore sevenfold, give back. John 10, 10. For the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Think it's safe to say that the Lord is in the giving business and the devil's in the taking business. I'm glad I'm on the right side of that. And uh, the enemy tries to take things from us, but he cannot have them. And I'm saying to us today, it's time for a turnaround. It's time for a turnaround. Praise God not going to focus on the thief today, but I'm going to focus on the giver. But we have to talk about the thief just a little bit to understand that God is the giver. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being in the house. Very clear today that Satan is a thief. His substance is only that which he has stolen. The devil left heaven with nothing. And he has nothing today because he's a thief. If he has something, it's things that he has stolen. His substance is that which he has taken from people, taken from things, and, and uh, tried to uh, go around and take things that don't belong to him. You know, uh, you can deal with a lot of things, but a thief is, is a pretty despicable lifestyle. 
taking things that people have worked hard to uh, obtain and hard to get and and they just go and didn't work for it and didn't put any sweat and tears into the effort to get things. They just go around and take what others have worked hard to do. And that just tells you what kind of uh, uh, spirit that we're dealing with with the enemy. Amen. He is a thief. He is a, a, a thief that likes to steal he likes to steal from you, and he likes to steal from me. He likes to steal from families and things that are God-given. Amen. His target is to try to do damage to the things that God has blessed and the things that God has uh instituted praise God he loves nothing more than to go into a family situation and steal because God had created the home and he created the family first and there's nothing closer to the heart of God than the family amen and so the target of the enemy is that he likes to steal especially from families and husbands and wives and children and fathers and he wants to try to not just steal but I say that uh, the devil has a digressive plan that uh, he, he wants to steal and if he can he will kill and he loves to destroy things uh, Amen. And the best Satan has to offer is still death. Because that's his whole goal is to steal to the point of killing hope, killing what is uh, something that we have hope in. And Jesus, in verse 10 of chapter 10 of John, this is so powerful, because he calls it out for what it is, and I thank God for that, amen, because he said, uh, uh, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I am come. I didn't come to take from you, I came to give back to you. I've come that you might have. Everyone say have. That's the opposite of lose. I've come that you might have, amen, life, and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. It says they might have it. And uh, they in that verse is you and I, people that the enemy has tried to steal from and try to take things from. Amen. Has stolen from and is trying to kill and destroy. The very ones who have been targeted become victims of Satan's attacks and they suffer loss. But I've got good news. God says, I will be the one that's giving back to you. And Satan is going to have to repay you. I'll never forget how embarrassed I was as a little boy. And uh, I was at my uncle's house staying for the summer for a few weeks. And uh, he took us to the old Sears and Roebuck. Some of you old folks, older folks might know what Sears is, but... They had their fishing stuff on one rack, and I didn't think there was any harm in, you know, taking a few things off the shelf and putting them in my pocket. And uh, I took some of those rubber worms that you fish with, and I put them in my pocket. They're purple. I can, I'm still scarred today. Because my uncle, being the man that he was, my Uncle Jimmy lived out in the country, and it was a drive into the mall, and it was a drive out to their house. And, and I started kind of waving him around, showing my cousin, sort of bragging about what I had done. And, and my uncle got wind of it, and uh, all of a sudden, the car turned around. 
And we started heading back to the mall. And I didn't know why we were heading back. But uh, I found out when we got there because we showed up at Sears again. And my uncle marched me in said, he didn't embarrass me, but he says, now we're going to take those things and give them back because we didn't pay for them. Technically, I was a thief that day. I had stolen some artificial bait and the thief had been caught and my uncle was acting as the Lord and he marched me right back in there and he says, those don't belong to you. You got to give them back to the store. I got news for you today. The devil thinks he's having a heyday with your stuff. But the Lord is saying, hey, those don't belong to you. We're going to turn you right back around and take you right back into the store, take you right back to the person it belongs to, and you're going to have to give it back to them. I don't know if you heard me or not today, but the devil's tried to take some stuff from the people of God, but God's found out about it, and he's been... He's been exposed, and he's going to have to give you some stuff back. Yeah. It's going to be pre uh, repaid back to the original owner. Amen. Remember, Proverbs said, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. You know why? A lot of people didn't get their money right. If a thief be found or found out or exposed, he must restore sevenfold. He has to give all the substance of his house. The point is this. The thief has been found and it's time for him to pay back to the people of God. It's time for a turnaround and some of you have quite a payback coming. Some of us have a payback coming, uh, and it's a good amount because the devil has tried to take some stuff from us, uh, and he can't have it. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Praise God, I'm in the house to declare today that somebody's going to get your life back. Somebody's going to get some hope back. Somebody's going to get some joy back. Somebody's going to get a dance back. Somebody's going to get a song back. been in quite a season recently a lot of storms a lot of storms in the natural a lot of storms that we can look around and see loss we see down trees we see uh, all kinds of things that have been affected by storms and storms are continuing even now but these are sort of parallels in the spirit realm and 
And many have been going through tremendous spiritual opposition. Is there anyone in the house that would say, you know, I've been going through things I, I haven't been through like this for a while? Yeah, there are several hands because there's storms and I know they're going on. You know they're going on. And that's okay because that's spiritual opposition and these storms are disruption of multiple types. And, and recently I was thinking about the diversity of damage that can come from the same storm. One storm can go by and there are several elements to the storm. And if one doesn't affect you, the other one might. Uh, amen. There's hail damage and there's wind damage. And, and these are, uh, to me, if, if I can take this liberty to bring a spiritual parallel, I believe that uh, these natural storms, we see the effect of them. Uh, the wind, it removes limbs and it stresses the roots. And this, is, can, this can be uh, equal to losses in our life. And things that we lose and things that uh, are dislodged from us and, and stresses our root system. And, and if we're not careful, it can negatively affect us. But if we allow it to, it can also serve us for positive. Amen. And it can strengthen the root system. Uh, then the hail can come and be destructive to our possessions. And, and lightning can come and bring fire and loss of power and loss of light. You know, lightning comes and it strikes a, an electric current or line and you lose your power and it's such a disruptive thing to lose your electricity. You don't have your heat. You don't have your air conditioning. You don't have lights. You don't have all the conveniences of life and, and sometimes it can stress you and, and lightning can do that. It can actually become very destructive by setting things on fire. Amen. And sometimes the devil likes to come and strike at our lives with some sort of an attack. It's like a lightning and it causes a power outage. And if we're not careful, we can start losing our power and losing our ability to stand strong. And it begins to weaken us. I'm not giving the devil credit for anything here today. I'm telling you about real life and real storms and real things we got to go through that we wouldn't sign up for. But sometimes we come under attack. But I've got good news for you. Amen. When the storm hits, the Lord says it's going to be okay because I am going to be the one that preserves you. Rain and flooding. It's a type of being overwhelmed. Floods. They overwhelm things. They just flood. They fill houses and neighborhoods and and they're destructive and they're overwhelming and they stress out life. And long after the flood's gone, the mildew and the mud and the mire all remains and the ruined drywall and the ruined flooring. Amen. It's all there to be left over to de be dealt with. And it just kind of lingers on. And I, I don't know if there's anyone in the house today that knows what I'm talking about, but the storm hits and you think it's over, but then this starts popping up and this little aftermath is left behind and you've still got stuff you're dealing with and trying to figure out how to make ends meet and how to get through the situation and then thunder is there and it's a type of fear and intimidation uh, amen I've got news for you I don't care how loud the lion roars uh, you need to have peace right in the middle of his roar right in the middle of the storm uh, there is a God who is comforting us 
I don't know how the I don't know how the thief has uh, used the stormy season to affect you, but I know he has, and I know it's not limited to one or a few of us. Uh, but it's a stormy season that we have been in, uh, and he has tried to rip apart families. Uh, he's tried to tear apart homes. Uh, he's tried to come against marriages. Uh, he's bringing division in homes. Uh, he's trying to separate friendships. Uh, he's trying to separate the body of Christ. Uh, he's trying to do everything everything he can to attack. Amen. It's a storm. It's an onslaught. He's tried to steal resources. Tried to steal somebody's hope. What do you mean, steal my hope? Well, like this, question whether God loves you. Question whether God notices where you are. Question whether God even sees where I am tried to steal your peace and how's that manifest it manifests like this you can barely muster up a smile barely muster up any energy and barely muster up any kind of uh just uh you know peacefulness about your life and inside uh, there's uh, kind of this turn churning and just turning and never being at rest and never being able to come to peace with situations in your life. Uh, amen. It, it happens. That's called a storm uh, that's tried to come and attack your peace uh, and joy. Amen. The joy. Where does he attack your joy? It's, it's attack on your salvation because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he said with Joy draw water out of the wells of salvation. Amen. If he can attack your joy, he's got you, uh, amen, right where he wants you uh, because then he begins to drain you of your strength uh, and drain you of your mental capacity to have joy. I'm not talking about happiness. Uh, I'm talking about joy that when the storm's going on, you can say it's going to be all right. Uh, God's with me. Some of you have had your health attacked. Trust me, that's a storm. It's a storm when they pronounce something over you. It's a storm when they use the C word and the T word. Oh, you've got cancer. This is terminal. That's the bad news. The good news is you're still here. <laughs> the good news is you might be missing some limbs, but you're still here. But you're still standing. My roots have been stressed, but I'm still in the ground. Mm. I may have felt flooded and overwhelmed, but I'm not just in the flood, I'm passing through the waters. And they're not going to overtake me because God is for me. If God be for me, who can be? against me. And yes, it's been a storm that's tried to 
steal my joy. But God says, oh, I'm going to give it back to you because you're not going to die in this dilemma. You're going to go through all the way through. Amen. And uh, you may have felt flooded and overwhelmed, but the waters are subsiding. Amen. And you may have had a temporary loss of power, but the lights are back on. Amen. And God is restoring things back to order. Amen. God is going to do what he said he would do. And the best news of all, the thief has been caught. The thief has been caught. The, <laughs> the best news is the thief has been caught and payday is coming and things are going to be restored. Things that you thought were gone forever, things that you thought were altered for a lifetime, God says, I'm not finished with you. I'm going to bring it back to you. I'm the one that's going to repay you. I'm going to restore it to you. I don't know if you remember the ring here in Columbus, Ohio. It's been a couple years ago, maybe, that uh, these there were five men that, that were working behind the scenes. They were, they were uh, cyber criminals. They were hacking people's accounts. They were, they were sitting at their desks, amen, uh, with their computers, and they were, must have been pretty sharp. Uh, in the IT world, but they were somehow taking uh, their computer systems and going behind firewalls and disarming, uh, disabling antivirus software, and they were pilfering millions of dollars from individuals, credit cards, and companies, uh, amen, and they finally got caught. You see, the point is this. The enemy thinks he's getting away with, with, with things. But eventually the long arm of the law catches up to him. It's not that God doesn't know it, but sometimes we don't know it. And it's when we don't know it that it goes on. But the moment that we come to the awareness that God is wanting to restore something that's been stolen, then it activates him to go on our behalf, amen, and begin to return and make the thief come back and repay. They hid their efforts by disabling antivirus software while stealing credit card numbers and passwords. They were stealing from people and companies, and they didn't even know it was going on. And the parallel is this. While some things the thief has stolen are very obvious, some are not. The hackers disabled the antivirus and many times the devil hacks us because he disables the antivirus protection in our life, our prayer life, our praise, our worship, our devotion, our giving. If he can find a way through, amen, the, the firewall, if he can get behind our antivirus, the thing that's supposed to, amen, alert us when he is at work, amen, if we ever let those things begin to slip, amen, and that's when discouragement can come in, and that's when weariness can come in, and amen, he tries to take your faith, and while they uh, let their guard down, that's when the hacker 
begins to work and, and uh, they haven't ever realized what's missing until, amen, it shows up in the bottom line. And amen. And uh, I want to tell somebody the thief has been caught today and he's going to have to start repaying sevenfold to somebody. Amen. You haven't realized what's been going on. Uh, amen. That tired feeling you feel all the time. It's not some kind of lack of sleep. Uh, it's the enemy working behind the lines, uh, trying to gnaw away at your soundness of mind uh, and at your peace uh, and at your joy. But today's been found out uh, and I believe he's going to repay. He's going to repay somebody for your sleep that you haven't been getting for your... I'm convinced that people are being hacked, not even aware of it. We can sit in our living rooms in our bedrooms and lay there and say things that we're, if we're not careful, it's murmuring, but it's, it's the thief. We need to call it out for what it is. Uh, it's not life uh, and it's not God doing anything to us. It's the thief, uh, but I'm here to tell you he's been caught uh, and he needs to repay starting today for somebody. I'm not talking about just getting some laugh back. I'm talking about getting your joy back. I'm not talking about getting strength back. I'm talking about getting power and anointing back. I'm not just talking about having enough. I'm talking about living with more than enough. I'm talking about being full of confidence, not just relieved of your fears. There is a difference. God doesn't want us going around just not afraid of the dark. And I'm not talking about that in a natural sense. I'm talking about spiritual authority. He wants you and I walking in, living in, full of confidence. In the fear of the Lord, there's great, strong confidence. Not just barely getting by and not afraid of situations. I'm talking about having confidence, taking authority, living in authority. Authority strong enough that others that are around you, amen, automatically become confident that God's going to work it out for good just because you're filled with confidence. Just because you've got the anointing of God on your life. Amen. God is looking for somebody. Amen. Not just uh, happy to get some limbs back on your tree from the last storm. But he wants you to say, I'm not happy with just getting some limbs. I want some fruit on my tree. I'm going to be fruitful. Amen. I'm going to let this storm produce fruit. Uh, and the devil has to give me back everything that he's tried to take in Jesus' name. You're... You're getting life and life more abundantly. The Lord wants us to consider Job and his turnaround. Job lost everything. Turn to somebody and say everything. And we know who took it. The thief. 
And you know what? We know that he wanted it because when God said, have you considered my servant Job, that he is a perfect man, loves good, hates evil. He said, yeah, I've considered him, but uh, I can't touch him. You've got antivirus all around him. You, you, you've got a hedge. You've got protection all around him. I can't get to his stuff. So God said, okay, I'm going to drop the wall and you can take anything but his life. He was giving the thief access to Job. It was really a setup. Because God had confidence in Job. That Job is going to withstand the test and anything that the thief takes from him, I'm just going to sit back because I know it's only a test. And when Job passes the test, he's positioning me to allow him to receive more than he have before the thief touched him. So if the thief would have been smart, he would have bypassed Job. But he wasn't smart, and he's not smart, because everything that he took from Job, he had to give back. I don't have time to go through everything that was taken and returned to Job, but he got his houses back, he got his cattle back, he got his farm back, he got everything back. And I know you can't replace those children that were lost, but he got children back. God gave him everything that he lost. He got his wealth back, his possessions back. He got everything back. And he gained, amen, a revelation of God like nobody else had ever had of God. Amen. And what we're to learn from that is the fact that all we focus on when we look at Job is the fact of what he lost and what the thief did. But we never really focus on the fact that God gave him back double and God gave him back his peace. God gave him back his joy. God gave him back, amen, his family. God gave him back everything. And his wife said this, do you still retain your integrity? Curse God and die. And Job said to her, you speak as a foolish woman. What? Will we only receive good from God and not evil or trouble? Are we only going to bless God when he's adding things to our life? Or are we going to bless God when the thief comes along and tries to take things from us? Understanding that uh, he really can't have it. Uh, Job was saying, no, we're not going to curse. You talk as a foolish woman. We're not going to do that. Uh, amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You see, Job had a revelation of both. He knew that the enemy was a thief, uh, and he knew that God was a giver. And he said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to uh, curse my giver. I'm going to receive from him good or bad. And I'm going to, if he chose to let the devil take something, I know it's for my good and I know it's got to come back to me because I know the principle of the thief. The thief has been caught and he's got to give me my stuff back. Mm. 
I don't care if you have it today or not. I don't care if it looks a million miles away. God knows where it's at and God knows how to get it back to you. He knows how to make a U-turn and turn the devil around and take him right back to your doorstep and say, that does not belong to you. That belongs to them. There's two powerful lessons we learn from Job. The power of the spoken word and never losing your faith in God no matter how severe the storm is. You possess the power of life and death in your tongue. And what you speak will determine whether or not you have a turnaround. It's imperative to have a turnaround. You must have, and above all, determination. Paul said to the Ephesians, above all, taking the shield of faith. What is that? That means above all, I believe God is my protection. and God is my supplier. God is my giver of life. Amen. Though the enemy tries to steal, God is giving it back. I'm sure Job had questions in the storm. How long? How much more? Where are you, God? Why me, God? And here's a very common one. What did I do to deserve this? You didn't deserve anything to deserve what the devil tries to do. He tries to steal. He doesn't care what your name is. He doesn't care how long you've been in the church or how long you haven't been. He's a thief. I'm calling him out today. Because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Mm. Out of them all. After the storm, after the thief had stolen and was caught, he had to back off. Job was restored by God and repaid by the thief for all that he lost. Do you realize that Job lived 140 years after the test? After the thief. Basically, he lived four generations beyond his losses. Only to enjoy the double that God gave him. The Bible says that he died old and full of days. It's time for a turnaround. It's time for a turnaround in somebody's family. Is there anybody here that the thief has tried to affect your family? It's time to stand up and declare 
You've come to steal, but God said he came to give. And you can't have it. Doesn't belong to you. You're a thief. You didn't die for anyone. You didn't shed blood for anyone. They belong to the Lord. My family belongs to the Lord. My home belongs to the Lord. My marriage belongs to God. My finances are His. If you steal from me, you're stealing from God because my health is His. It comes from Him. Amen. My peace comes from Him. Amen. I thank God because there's a turnaround in somebody's life today. I don't care what you're facing or what, you, what your uh, problem is, your situation, what, what, where the enemy's trying to work and, and get inroads into your life. Uh, amen. He is a thief, and that's the best that he can be. Amen. I, I shared with first service, I thank God for... Uh, uh, the No Limits back here. We had 94 people in No Limits on uh, Monday night. It's been growing up around 90, 80 to 90 people. And uh, I, I got to sit in that uh, uh, session a couple of weeks ago. And, and I got to be honest that my heart was just moved, amen, because uh, I, I saw people in there that, that were were fighting through addiction and fighting against addiction. And I, I looked at it and I didn't see, you know, alcoholics and I didn't see people that were struggling with drugs. I saw people that were being affected by the thief. And there was this righteous sort of anger that came on me that just said, you know what, devil, you're such a thief, amen. You're such a, you're such a liar, you're such a thief, amen. And I just began to pray over people that were in that room. God, you're, you're the restorer, amen. God, I pray for people in this room tonight uh, that you would begin to restore families and restore uh, the ability to stand on your own, uh, amen. I thank God for support groups, uh, but when you boil it all down you got to come to the one that said I have life and life more abundantly amen and I believe that God is going to restore people's families people's minds people's jobs people everything the devil's tried to steal he's going to give it back and if you're here today if he's tried to take anything from you he's been called out today amen you need to say I'm ready to get my stuff back I want my peace back. I want my joy back. I want my... My love back. Who? That's not my notes, but it's in the spirit. You say, what do you mean you want your love back? The Lord said that in the last days that the love of many would wax cold. We can, we can be in this building today out of habit and determination and not have our love. Talking to us right now. The devil wants to steal your love through callousness through wounds and offenses.
Holy Ghost is talking to somebody right now. I feel so strong. You've lost your ability to love because you're so guarded and you say, no one's getting behind my wall. You are not created to be that person. God did not create us to be hard and insensitive and non-loving of people and life. That comes from the thief who likes to interject pain and offense and bitterness into our lives through disappointments and people that have failed us and let us down. But I've got news for you. He's been found out. The thief tries to drive wedges and tries to bring people against one another and we get our love all cold and it's waxed cold and what used to be hot for the Lord and what used to be easily entreated of and easily moved on it takes some kind of uh, just an earth shattering move of God to even get us uh, into the place where we can even connect with God and that's not a criticism that's called the thief Uh, that's exactly where he wants us Uh, he wants us to be able to be in the presence of the Lord and not be moved because we've lost our first love. But I'm telling you, even that can be restored today. The thief has been found out. We need to repent of anything that's caused our love to grow cold and say, Lord, God, let my heart be tender again. Lord, I don't want to lose my love and my first estate. time for somebody to get that back no storm no matter how severe lasts forever somebody's getting their peace back don't be weary in well doing you'll reap if you faint not it's coming back to you God's plan to turn around into every season Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The devil might try to steal an attack in a storm, but endure it, weather it, because the giver is on the other side of the storm. And he says, I'm going to give it back to you. Hmm. Turnaround is on the horizon. We're living in a good time because the Bible says that the former and the latter rain are going to come and the floors are going to be full of wheat and fats shall overflow with wine and oil. He's talking about the last outpouring. And listen what he said I'm going to do right then. And I will restore to you the years that the locust have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And he shall eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God and dwell you wondrously with you and with my people shall never be ashamed. Did you hear what he said? I'm going to restore to you years. I know it's prophetic, but it's also individual. God is restoring things to the church, but God is restoring things to people.
that you've lost, that have been eaten away at over the years. God says, I'm here to restore it today. I can't get the word out of my head right now, my spirit. There are relationships that God wants to heal and give back. Some have been dysfunctional for years. Oh, yeah. Fighting through, and you should, but not living the abundant life. God says, I'm ready to restore that. Would you stand with me? We're in a different vein today, the second service, but God is ministering. I'm going to open this altar up for all of us that can to come. Because this isn't about a person. This is about a principle. If you haven't been through a storm and an attack recently in the last couple years and last few months then I, I don't know, you probably have been living somewhere else. But the devil's tried his hardest to steal things from us through these storms. But the Lord says, I'm restoring it. He's got to repay.